Welcome to Affiliate Marketing Millionaire, the official podcast for the number one affiliate marketing channel on YouTube, with over 36 million views and counting. Here are your hosts, ODI Productions and Kit Thatch. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Affiliate Marketing Millionaire Podcast. And today, we have something really cool for you, and we are going to be talking about what is working for affiliate marketers in 2023, and we have some great data to back all this up. But before we jump into it, I just want to turn it over to your host, as always, ODI Production, with a quick update on our September challenge. So, Odie, what's going on with the September challenge? Thanks, Kit. So the September challenge, if you guys have missed the last two episodes, we're doing something for September 2023 where if you can write 15 brand new blog posts or hit a total of over 40 blog posts on your website or blog, I will record a quick personalized video analyzing your website and ways to improve it. I'm currently taking part in the challenge and we have a few podcast listeners who have completed the challenge already as we speak, which is so awesome to see. And I'm currently at 24 posts myself and I want to keep going because I'm seeing crazy results from my own case study from writing this many posts. I'm uh, I've been able to grow from 50 impressions a day to over 6,000, which I can't wait to share with you soon in hopefully a YouTube video. But if you're interested in taking part in the challenge, there'll be info in the podcast notes. And you can also just email me, contact me via my website, odiproductions.com. Use the contact and let me know if you've completed the challenge, if you're taking part. But it's so awesome to see uh, podcast listeners who are taking action uh, because that is the number one thing that's going to move the needle. So today we have a really exciting topic. and we're talking about this survey of 2,270 affiliate marketers who reveal what's working in 2023. Now, this survey comes from authorityhacker.com. So just want to give a shout out to Mark Webster over at Authority Hacker. We're going to put a link to this survey in the podcast notes as well. So you can check it out for yourself. But we're just going to start from the top here and talk about the hardest hitting, uh, you know, takeaways from these 2,000 plus affiliates, and we're gonna be sharing all of that data with you. So without further ado, Kit, let's start off. What is the first takeaway from this massive survey? So there was a ton of, of data in this survey, which was really awesome. And I think actually maybe the most interesting one to pull out of this was the niches. They did a great breakdown sort of by niche of what were the most profitable ones, and you can see how many there are. And now, of course, you know, we'd rind somebody just because say, hey, if you're in a niche that you go, well, hey, this isn't on there, this is low, that doesn't mean you can't can't make it work, of course. Um, but there's some really good info in sort of what are those top performing niches. Yeah, I agree. So they do have this top to bottom, and we're looking right here. So the first niche, which they say the average monthly affiliate income by niche is $15,551 for the education and the e-learning niche. Now that's followed up by travel, which has a 13,847 average monthly affiliate income. And then third, we have beauty and skincare at $12,476 per month. So let's just start with those top three and let's just talk about you know, what we think about these niches, why are they so profitable and why are they so popular? So starting from the top, education, e-learning. Kit, you know, what are your thoughts on this one being the number one niche according to this survey? 
Yeah, I think here there are a lot of high paying programs. There's a lot of sort of in the space of courses of people trying to gain additional skills that people are willing to pay for. They often have affiliate programs. And what's great about this niche is you can pair this niche with other ones there. So I think that's an, an important thing to think of as well. Like, you know, I see technology and digital marketing on here as well. Well, if you're in that space, easy enough to pair with education and e-learning materials in that niche. So I think there are a ton, um, whether it's in coding, whether it's in like business skills, there are so many things that that niche encompasses. And I think that's a great thing is that, that you can pair that with a ton of others. Well said. You know, the trend is online. So everything is moving online, including education, e-learning. There's so many websites and so many marketplaces where you can buy courses and you can learn from the world's top experts. So when I'm looking at this list, I do see, and I believe that within education e-learning, we probably can include things like uh, the niche that I'm in with affiliate marketing, because we do have digital marketing and we do have personal development, but I will say, you know, probably under this bigger umbrella, education e-learning is so broad and so wide that you can include things like affiliate marketing. And I really think that you know, moving towards the future, especially right now, a lot of people are taking their education to their own hands. It's more accessible than ever. And I do agree with you. There's a lot of like high ticket things in this space, whether it's courses, uh, you know, and other softwares and whatnot. Uh, definitely, you know, people who are investing into themselves and investing into their business, you know, because looking at this list, I don't really see um, one that's like directly for business. So I kind of think that that also is under this umbrella. So it's kind of a broad umbrella, if I'm to be honest, but I uh, just think like kind of make money online is probably what this is trying to say. Uh, but in addition, obviously, it covers anything that has to do with e-learning. So we move on to number two, travel. Travel is a you know trillion dollar industry, obviously. COVID, there, there was nothing going on for a couple of years. Things were shut down, you know, but things are opening back up again. And, you know, within travel. So I've written about a ton of affiliate programs on my personal website and some of the ones i did were like expedia and the expedia group covers like much more than just expedia in their affiliate program they also include things like hotels.com and verbo and i mean this is just a massive massive niche whether it's hotel accommodations whether it's airfare whether it's like you know cruises car rental you know travel is just is just massive so you know if someone is you know in the travel niche that's something that like my gut reaction is that is I feel that that's saturated, but at the same time, there's so much money in it that there's probably enough to go around. And I think this is also a great example of, a, of where you can really niche down. Mm -hmm. So we talk a lot about, hey, don't be too bright. Like you might just go and go, oh, cool. Okay, travel's up there. I'm just going to have a blog for everything travel. Well, that's going to be hard. But if you look, there are tons of different ways to travel and there are affiliate programs in all of them. You want to do like hiking and camping. You there's you can spend so much money in that, and there's so many affiliate programs. You want to do luxury? They're ones for jets. They're ones for yachts. Like you can go the whole spectrum. You can do a region. Um, there and and there affiliates. You can build partnerships with tour guides. There are people who do ten thousand dollar a person tours of Italy, say, and more people do those. A lot of people make that their whole business, and you can be an affiliate and refer people and stuff like that. So I think it's a great example of one. There is money in. But you have to niche down. Hey, are you in a big? Are you in a city? Cool. Maybe you can dominate that city with guides and build relationships, or you can do a specific type of travel. So I think it's important when you look at these to go. Hey, I need to make sure that I really niche down. 
Yeah, well said. So let's move on to the next one, which is beauty and skincare. And again, I've written about a ton of affiliate programs on my website lately. And some of the ones I've written about that are in this niche are Sephora, Ulta, Lululemon, Sheen, Target, Farfetch, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, uh, even Savage Fenty, which is Rihanna's brand. So beauty and skincare, I've been alluding to this in some of my content this year like one of them was at the beginning of the year i talked about how i thought that you know uh the affiliate space is mostly male uh based on the statistics but i think that it's going to average out it's going to even out and there's going to be a lot more you know females and uh one of the niches i spoke about was beauty and skincare and fashion you can throw into that as well and i just really think that this is just a massive massive industry and when i'm doing uh, my research on these affiliate programs such as sephora and ulta uh and right now lululemon is one of the posts that's just blowing up on my website uh, tons of people are searching that up lately for some reason. I don't know why, uh, but you know, it's just something I saw pop in my analytics. And you know, this is just you know, aside from being just a big money industry, it's growing as well. And this is where I feel that you know, if if traditionally it was mostly like male uh, dominated. Uh, affiliates and uh, I just know from my own analytics most of the people who like watch my content listen to my content it's always been uh, mostly uh, men I think that this is a beautiful opportunity uh, where you know females could could really uh, just compete and then maybe they don't have to compete as much with men uh, for for this for beauty and skincare and I think another thing to keep in mind with this one is like Again, this is one where just because you see it being, if you don't know anything about beauty and skincare and you're not prepared to really become an expert in this field, you shouldn't touch this niche. Yeah. And it's the same with, with the number four one on their finance. They have a lot of, lot of potential, but you better be really, really committed to it or else you will get beaten out by somebody who just cares about it more than you. Yeah, there's a ton of niches on this list as well. So let's move on to the next three at four, five, and six. So four, we have finance at $9,200 per month. Technology is at $7,400 a month. Digital marketing is at $7,200 a month. So these next three, you know, um, technology is one that I've personally done a lot of affiliate work for. And a lot of you know, recordingnow.com, that was my first affiliate website. That was in consumer electronics. And my original vision for recording now was actually home studio equipment. And I pivoted to headphones and pivoting to headphones is what allowed me to grow that affiliate income basically 10x, uh, you know, almost overnight by niching down to just headphones because I realized, you know, at the end of the day, people are not as interested in things as audio interfaces and microphones as they are in headphones because, you know, microphones are for people who are creating content, who are singers, who are musicians, but then Headphones is for anyone who likes to just listen to music. You don't even have to edit music or, or engineer uh, like I did. So when I found that from the data, I pivoted 100% to headphones. And look today, headphones is still a, you know, it's a huge industry that you have whole websites uh, like Sound Guys that's just, for the most part, headphones and consumer electronics. Um, and that's something that I've definitely devoted a lot of my energy towards. So, and then we have finance, which, you know, Kit brings up a great point. So when it comes to the finance affiliate programs, and guys, I know how strict these are to get into when it comes to the credit card programs. They expect you to bring volume to people who are actually applying for credit cards. And if you cannot promise that volume, you cannot even get into these programs. They're very strict. So finance is interesting because it's very high paying. They, get, they pay a lot 
for you to even just send them someone to fill out a credit card application. They don't even have to get approved. They just have to fill out an application, you get paid. But finance is one of the things where, you know, if you don't have any authority or expertise, like let's say you're not a certified financial planner, then this is something I personally would be weary of getting into if I didn't have some kind of unique, you know, sort of angle. Now that said, you don't need to have certifications as long as you have the right disclaimers on your site. Uh, but you can also niche down here if you want to find your space where, again, this is, uh, you know, things like travel and insurance, these are trillion dollar plus industries. And it's, it's no different with finance. If you could find your niche within this, and I've seen a ton of blogs that are kind of like, whether it's, you know, saving money, whether it's being frugal, stuff like that. There's, there are niches within finance that you could carve out your market for sure. But as a whole, I'd say you better be able to compete. And that's why I always uh, preach, you need to learn the ropes before you do the competitive niches or you will not be competitive at all. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point. You know, when some people, you know, wait to get started because like, well, I got to get the perfect niche. It's like, no, what you need to do first is learn how to ride the bike. Like when you're in college or something, the first things they give you aren't like the most important thing. And so you can learn how to do something. That's where you do projects in different in different disciplines. It's the same with affiliate marketing. Those first year, and we'll talk in a bit about some stats about this, but your first year, you shouldn't be like, all right, well, I'm going to make all this money. You'd be like, I'm going to learn how to do this so that I can, because in the long term, a year is such a short amount of time. Yeah, we'll get into the data on how many years it correlates with success in a bit, but let's go over a few more of these niches and just round out the list so you guys can hear, uh, you know, what are the most profitable niches from the survey. And moving on we uh, to the next three. So we have at seven, eight, nine, and 10, we have health and fitness, $7,000 a month e-commerce, just under $6,000 a month, home and garden, $5,000 a month, sports and outdoors, just under $5,000 a month. So again, these industries, these trillion dollar plus industries, they have so much money going around that as an affiliate or whether you do ad revenue or whether you do sponsorships or whether you create your own digital product or physical product, there is so much you know, opportunity here. And um, for any sort of niche that you go into your passion or anything i mean you know just look at how broad these are health and fitness when i first see these like travel health and fitness technology they're very broad that's why you know i bring up the example of recording now because that's something that i went niche but i had to f go further sub niche down to find something that really suited sort of like my my slice of the pie because i couldn't cover everything in consumer electronics if we're talking like smartphones and laptops there's no way i could do that on top of you know headphones headphones alone i couldn't even cover all of it myself so looking at health and fitness up next i mean this is something that it's obviously one of the most popular niches on social media you know there's so much talk about this so much debate so many youtube videos but within this there's so many sub niche potential when it comes to health and fitness, I'm just going to throw in like things like diet, nutrition in there, which is getting hot right now with biohacking. A lot of people have heard of like, you know, Blueprint with Brian Johnson, uh, the guy who spent $2 million to try and, you know, reverse aging. There's so much interest in these things. And this is definitely going, you know, anti-aging alone, forget like health and fitness, but anti-aging alone, definitely going to become a trillion dollar industry by itself just because, I mean, you know, avoiding or fighting off death. I mean, that's like one of the just human sort of tendencies and who wouldn't pay big money 
you know, for that. But within health and fitness, you know, I even think of like nutrition, like diet, like keto, for example, that's, that's definitely a hot topic. But within keto, there's so much you can do, whether it's like recipes, whether, um, you know, it's like fast food. How do you, how do you do keto with just fast food places? I mean, there's just so much. I mean, there's a website, what's good at Joe's.com that literally has tens of millions of visits and it's just reviewing Trader Joe's products. So, I mean, you know, when I look at these, they're big when you look at them on the surface, but every successful website for the most part is going to be a niche. It's going to be a sub, sub, sub niche. And if you're an individual, there's no way you can p- compete with something like, for example, men's health or something like that, right? Giant publication, thousands of articles, dozens of writers. You can't do that by yourself. So you need to kind of choose an appropriate addressable market. And that needs to be the thing that you really zero in on. Yeah, I think another good thing to take away from this is you have to do some some thinking about your niche. I think sometimes people come in, oh, here, just hand this to me. Oh, what yeah. niche? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And I'll just copy some other content. I'll be fine. No, no. You need to think about what value you can provide. And it you, you don't have to be like a, a astrophysics major to figure this out. It's just taking the time to go, okay, what should I do? Thinking a little and then giving it a try and seeing what works and what doesn't. Agreed. And so we're just going to round out the rest of the niches here. Uh, and we go on next to entertainment at $4,400, food and nutrition, which uh, I guess is, is separate from the health and fitness at $3,000 a month, fashion at $2,000 a month. So that one they have on the survey, at least separate from the beauty and skincare, uh, personal development, $1,500 a month, parenting and family, arts and crafts, pets and animals around $1,000 a month, and then sustainability and environment at $500 a month, which is interesting uh, because we are working with um, someone right now who's starting up a sustainability website, and we're seeing some great opportunities that are low competition there. Now, they do have a disclaimer about the pets and animals. Due to the survey, they were including a lot of like brand new websites, so that may have lowered the average monthly. So pets and animals, I'm assuming, is not going to be towards the bottom uh, of the niche list. I think closer to the middle is where it deserves to be. Uh, but basically, from this list, this just shows you how much opportunity there is. And for me, I wouldn't take too much uh, credence to like just the raw monthly average figures because again, this is a survey. It is a survey with 2,200 affiliates. So that's a decent chunk, but it's a sample size at the end of the day. It's not be all end all. You know, there's no way to see across the board. And, you know, just because let's say a home and garden is $5,000 a month, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, you know, if you were to do it, that's how much you would earn. Or it also doesn't mean that's the ceiling. I mean, there's probably tons of home and garden that's doing double that uh, per month. So those are the niches. And we just wanted to jam on those for a little bit and share those with you. And you can check them out in the survey. But now we're going to talk about the other key takeaways from the survey that we thought were very interesting and something that you as a beginner need to hear. So let's move on to the next point. Like, what was one of the other key takeaways from the survey? I think one of the one of the really ones that sort of was just jumped out was about how affiliate marketers with three or more years of experience are not, almost nine and a half times more than beginners. And so I think it can be very easy when you're starting out to be like, oh my gosh, it's not working. But even just three years is really quick. It's faster than a college degree. Like that's faster than high school. Like that's a, such a short amount of time. And it really puts the data of sticking with it matters. Yeah. So, you know, just to reiterate, Affiliate marketers with 
more than three years of experience earn almost 10 times more than beginners. And this is not a surprise to me at all because there's so much you have to learn. There's so many mistakes that you have to make and you do have to crawl before you can walk, before you can run. So to me, this is just like common sense, of course, but I think people who are in that sub three year period, they just don't understand these things take time. And yeah, I think you make a, a good point about, you know, this is shorter than a college degree. And Guys, you know, for those who know my story dropped out of UCLA, I will say that I've learned so much more hands-on doing business than any classroom or any course, like hands-on experience. And even just recently when I've written 24 blog posts this month, I have iterated so much on my blog post template, on my workflow that I'm learning things as we go along and I'm still learning new things every day, which is what makes this job or this just this adventure. It's so interesting because it's not the same thing every single day. There's always just something new to learn. You can always get better at certain things. So for me, this three-year period where you're learning and you know, first you learn, then you earn. I love that this is backed up with data. Uh, but I think for the beginners, you know, in the back, they need to hear this again, uh, just because um, when you're starting out, you know, it's easy to kind of go through this Dunning-Kruger where, you know, in the beginning you're motivated and, you know, you think you know a lot, but then as you go along, you learn there's so much more you don't know. And for me, someone who's been doing this for so many years, I just feel like I'm like, there's so much more that I have to learn. Just imagine a day one beginner. I mean, they're, they have a lot of mistakes to make, um, you know, just like I did. So uh, I, the, the next point that I thought was really interesting so 45.3% of affiliate marketers say getting traffic is their biggest challenge. So I would agree with this because if you don't get traffic, you don't get eyeballs, I used to say, you don't get sales. And for me, I've talked a lot about, you know, in order to get results and with affiliate marketing, most of my affiliate sales have come from SEO whether it's SEO from the Google search or SEO from YouTube. I became adept at both of these things and it was awesome learning about them. And the thing where I'm at right now is like, I feel that I, when you're an affiliate marketer, you have a lot of skills, right? Just like in the video game, you have strength, you have dexterity, you have intelligence. So like as an affiliate marketer, you don't just have one skill that's like affiliate marketing. Underneath marketing, you have, you know, sales, uh, you have like content creation, video, you know, YouTube versus Google search are two completely different worlds. I feel that for me, what led to my early success is I got good at both. I was able to do SEO with recording now. I was able to do YouTube SEO with my YouTube channel with headphones and I was able to compete there. So you've heard us talk about SEO a lot and it's because it's the number one sales channel. We've had another episode back then that was talking about other another survey and had hard data from affiliates and most of their sales came from seo so why is seo so important kit in terms of for an affiliate specifically and why is you know learning things like seo you know why is that such a good roi yeah so and and just also this survey also points out 78.3 percent of affiliate marketers use seo as a primary traffic source so it's time and time again and and the reason for it is it's it's free right if if you doing ads you scaling up paid ads is going to cost a lot of money the companies who do it can spend a lot of money if you if you work at a company that spends ads you see how much money you can spend whereas an seo 
one, it's free. What you're paying is time. And that's, again, goes into that patience of the, you know, stick with it, keep creating content. And two, it can be evergreen. You can have stuff that you write once, like you take the time to write once that can keep getting sales for you again and again. It helps everything. It makes you, it gets you traffic. It makes you keep visitors because a lot of times people forget about SEO is it's not just about getting you up in the Google algorithm. It's about doing stuff that gets people to convert, getting people to click on your website click on your page. So sometimes people get a little thrown off because Google might say, hey, it do- this doesn't matter. We don't factor an algorithm. Well, it still factors in because it affects a user's experience on a page or how likely they are to click your link. So SEO is just one of the huge things. It continues to be anytime somebody might say, oh, SEO doesn't matter. It matters a ton. Yeah. And the last thing I want to add is warm traffic. These are warm leads who are going to make a purchase. And at the end of the day, affiliate marketing is not just about, hey, how much traffic can we get? It's how many sales and commissions can we make? If you're not getting the sales, you're not getting paid and you're not uh, increasing the bottom line. Like it's cool to look at, you know, views and it's cool to look at those analytics. And for me, you know, I've done that and I've, you know, even with my YouTube channel, you know, looking at things like the views, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the revenue generated from these things. So yes, it's cool to look at your Google Analytics and see growth, but um, at the end of the day, uh, it's all about converting. And at, with SEO, you're getting those warm leads. It's not the cold traffic like doing the paid ads for the most part, where you know people who've never heard of you, never heard of your brand, and they're going to require seven more brand touches just to make a purchase. You know, you're getting people who are literally asking for what you're offering. So, moving on to the next point. of websites earning six figures annually, they monetize with display ads and affiliate products. So, you know, they're saying here um, that there is a little diversification when it comes to the revenue sources. And I have to agree. I have to say, you know, one thing that I don't like about, um, it's not that I don't like, sorry. It's more so beginners ask this all the time is for, well, first of all, they ask questions like, do I need a separate website for each product so it's like okay no that's like first of all i mean why would you have you know 10 different websites for 10 separate products i mean you'd be spreading yourself so thin there, there would be no domain rating link juice for any of those 10 websites you're spreading you know again you're just spreading it too thin but you know a lot of people get into this mindset if you do affiliate marketing you can only do affiliate marketing and they're it's so narrow like in terms of you can't expand you can't do other things and I'm a proponent of multiple income streams, especially if it's a business. So at the end of the day, you need to look at yourself not just as an affiliate marketer, but as an entrepreneur. And your website is not just you know, an affiliate website. You know, If you do display ads, which you can do on top of affiliate marketing, and typically these sites that are doing well, they do both. Then now I do have some students who they, they generate full-time just from, um, just from affiliate links and they actually say no to ads because it slows down their website, it hurts their SEO, and they just they say it's a poor user experience. I have to agree. I mean, you know, you go to a site and there's like pop-ups blaring at you like every single, you know, section and, you know, in between what you're reading, it's very uh, distracting. But, you know, you have to be more open-minded that when you're creating an online income, you have to be open-minded to everything, whether it's affiliate links, whether it's display ads, sponsorships, um, you know, uh, creating digital products. So this is something that I think is, uh, you know, it's cool to see. And I have to just reiterate that don't be too narrow-minded when it comes to uh, your website. 
And then moving on to the next point, affiliate marketers earning $10,000 per month are 1.5 times more likely to socialize with other affiliate marketers. And they say, if you haven't started networking, now's the time. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're in this community. And it's just so awesome that there's you know so many thousands of you listening who tune in every week and we appreciate the support but if you're feeling lonely which is like this is a this is definitely going to be kind of an isolating journey if you're picking up entrepreneurship you're creating a business i mean they just released that book Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson and it talks about the loneliness and how difficult it is and um you know i highly suggest you guys check out that book but you know, if we're in this community and we have the internet, which is amazing because before you couldn't just go talk to people. I would read about people and there's like no way to get in contact with them uh, before. But now we have the internet where you may be able to find them, you know, either their email, whether it's a Slack channel, a Discord community. There's so many cool things out there. Uh, but, you know, again, like I think you can even just email uh, out to our support email if you're taking part in the challenge like even just talking about I love answering questions and we've had people who've tuned in who've you know um, you know they've emailed us and uh, it's always great to hear from you guys so if you haven't done that and you've been meaning to you know you can start by emailing us and you know ask some questions and you know be happy to get in touch uh, and then moving on to the next point only 25.1% of affiliate marketers have been negatively impacted by recent search algorithm updates. So from my personal site, which you know me and Kit have looked at the recent statistics, I've definitely not been penalized by any search updates. If anything, I got a huge boost. Uh, again, going from like less than 1,000 impressions a day to 6,000 in a couple of days lately, last week. Um, you know, the stuff we teach is white hat. So I'm willing to bet that a lot of the the negative impacts, the uh, uh, penalizations are almost always due to some kind of gray area, black hat tactics. And and that's what I was going to say is if, if you're doing it the way he has constantly teached, every time there's a search algorithm update, you should be cheering because it's it's Google cracking down on the people who annoy you that just do really shady things, who just farm things Content outwards. Spinners, you, yep. PBM. If you're yep. doing things how we are showing you like, hey, look, here's a great, here's how you can use AI in a way that Google likes, right? Then it's just as simple as proofreading, honestly. And it still speeds everything up. Like you're, and, and you're, hey, you're using, you know, you got good core web vitals. You have all these things that Google loves. It's only going to keep helping you every time Google makes an update. Yeah, guys. And we get tons of emails about people who they said that they've implemented the things that we teach both in my free course and on the podcast. And they're like, it it works. And I'm like, well, yeah, no, duh. Like, of course it works because the stuff we teach at the end of the day, you know, we teach white hat. We don't teach any black hat tactics. And we also teach like hard work. So, you know, for me, the recent case study doing 24 posts this month, doing 18 posts back in May, seeing the growth uh, from my case study that I published on YouTube recently, that stuff to me is just expected because I've done this with so many of my niche sites. So like, I already know this is kind of like how things go, but for beginners who have yet to taste that kind of like th that growth, you just have to trust the process. So that actually brings me to my next point and the last point from here, which is 31.3% of affiliate marketers earning six figures annually consider giving up at some point. So if you're feeling some doubt, keep going. Success may be just around the corner uh, is what they, they wrote here. So to me, I kind of feel this number is almost low because 
31% seems a little bit on the low side. I feel like it would be closer to 50, maybe 60% majority. But at the same time, if these people ended up becoming successful, maybe they had a little less doubt than those who, who didn't, uh, those who quit, you know, who are obviously not part of this bucket. Um, I would say like for me, if I were to go back to day one, I don't think I was ever really uh, considering like giving up completely. I would have obstacles. So here's one, for example. I remember when I was, uh, I was selling software when I started to get into that niche and I was doing some high ticket you know, commissions over $100 each. I actually was doing so well for this company that I had recently signed up for and they actually froze my account and they emailed me and they told me, hey, you know, we see some suspicious stuff going on. We're going to freeze your payouts and, you know, we're going to we're going to have to investigate this. And I emailed them back and I was freaking out because you have to consider this was back when the money I was making from this, this was what I needed to do things like pay my rent, my insurance, my expenses, right? I was giving it all to my business. So, you know, this money, these payouts was really important for me. And we're talking thousands of dollars, right? And, you know, it's funny because like they thought it was suspicious just because I was doing so good so fast, honestly, like that's what they said. Um, And I could have felt like giving up at a point like that where they're like, okay, we're going to shut down your account basically. You know, this is an obstacle. That's one obstacle of many uh, back in the in the early days that you could have just said, you know, what, I'm done with this altogether just because of how, um, you know, kind of difficult and, and scarring it is. But, you know, the ones who succeed, they're always finding a way and they just they find a way around it. You know, what I mean, like they get an obstacle in their way and they just they get resourceful, they get scrappy and they just find a way. They don't have any excuses of like oh, this happened to me, it's out of my control, time to quit, you know? Now, I won't, you know, I won't say that I never had doubt. Everyone has doubt, you know? We're talking like a business where if you're saying like 90% plus failure rate in the first five years for any business, any business owner, small business owner, and I'd say for affiliates, probably closer to 95% plus, then, you know, logically, you should have some doubt because this is like risky, in the eyes of many, but for the eyes, and especially for the people who are listening to this podcast, you're probably in the minority where you see the potential, you believe in this thing, and you need to have, like, obviously, doubt is normal. That is completely, like, that's a logical thing to have, but it's it's the courage to get over that doubt. That's how you're going to break through to the other side, and if you combine all these key, key takeaways, so three plus years is the minimum to start to see a 10x return as an affiliate. You know, again, affiliates three years and up are earning 10x more than beginners. Not a surprise to me. 31% of affiliates who are successful today earning over six figures, they consider giving up at some point. So if even the successful are ones who they take time, and, you know, they say on average, they say that three years um, earns 10x more than beginners, but I'm willing to bet you that, you know, the, the affiliates, they could be six years, seven years, 10 years, 15 years longer, right? So you put all these things together and I hope for most people listening and most people are beginners, you know, but you have to take action because three years of just learning is different from three years of trying and failing and learning. Because again, I'm learning so much just by hands-on doing my own blog posts and writing and, and ranking and growing my SEO um, so much recently that it's just, 
you only learn through hands-on experience. So if you're someone who you're still in that phase of you haven't really taken that leap of faith, you haven't taken the first step, then honestly, that's what we've been preaching. That's why we have the September 2023 challenge. And we really hope more people take part. And it's so awesome to see some people even complete it. And it's only September um, 12th. And that's awesome. But let's get some more people to hit 15 posts, to hit 40 plus posts total on their blogs by the end of September. Um, but yeah, I thought that, you know, this survey is very illuminating. I think it's just awesome. To me, it just shows how much opportunity there is uh, between all the different niches that we looked at. Uh, but yeah, basically, Kid, do you have any final words uh, for anyone, um, you know, from this survey? Yeah, I think it's just looked like it talked about having a community. Reach out. You have questions. You, you know, you're wondering what kind of next steps to take. Shoot an email to the podcast. Um, always happy to uh, give feedback. And most importantly, just keep going. Like I said, three years might seem like a long time. In the, in the long term, it's incredibly short. Oh, yeah. Guys, honestly, uh, I think you brought up the best point where, you know, shorter than a college degree. And honestly, I learned so much more from real world hands-on experience than I did in any college classroom. Uh, and that's why you have to just get your hands dirty and, you know, just get in the trenches and you will learn so much. You'll get so much better. Your skills will improve. And that growth is what's actually going to make you happy, even more than the money that we've talked about, uh, from the survey. So anyways, guys, check out the link to that survey in the podcast description. Again, shout out to authorityhacker.com for putting this together. This was very eye-opening. It's very awesome. Um, you know, great research uh, to share with the affiliate marketing community. And the last thing I want to let you guys know, other than the September challenge, if you want to take my free course, which I've been getting tons of emails, people gain so much value from my free six-hour uh, training, you can go to odiproductions.com, click the get free course button, put your email, you'll get a link to sign up for the teachable course, and you can access all of the modules instantly. It is my best free training. I have even more uh, than the stuff I have on YouTube. So that's the last thing I want to leave you guys with. Maybe that'll uh, help guide you guys on what are the first steps you need to take for your business, uh, because I outline everything there. But that wraps everything for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, each week as always. And uh, the last thing I want to ask is if you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to. And we hope to catch you guys again, same time next week.